If you haven't heard our plug yet, you're going to hear it now. Go follow the We Can Do Better podcast on Instagram and Twitter at WCDBpod. That is at WCDBpod. And when you get to our profile, there's going to be a bio. When you see that bio, there's going to be a link. Click on that link. It'll take you to Spotify, Anchor, or even Apple Podcasts to listen to all of our other episodes. Go ahead, do it. Enjoy the show. Boy oh boy is this week a doozy as Thomas and I drive down I-75, talk about FSU athletics, and what we're thankful for on this Thanksgiving holiday. This is the We Can Do Better podcast. I am driving southbound on I-75 toward Tampa, toward the Tampa area. Joined alongside my co-pilot, Daniel Rauschberger. All right, Thomas, you're going to stay here for 49 miles, all right? All right. Uh, nobody nobody in my blind spot. We're looking good. We're good. Driving at 75 on cruise control. We got a, gig, uh, 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 a great Kia Sorento behind us. Over. I just want to... It's, it's been beautiful to see the other members of Mazda Mafia today. Oh, yeah. As we drive through the beautiful CX-7 that Daniel owns. Um, CX-5. CX-5. CX, whoa, CX-5. Yeah, excuse me. Um, I, I don't know how we got here because we weren't sure that we were going to drive this car down in the first place. Yeah, see, guys, I had plans to drive uh, a good friend April Rubin down from Gainesville. And um, I was driving through the parking lot one time on a very busy Saturday afternoon and a guy backed into my car and crashed my door in so bad that I couldn't open up my car door. I had to be climbing through in and out of the passenger side door just to get in and out of my car. It was awful. Um, so this happened at Quantum, right? This happened at Quantum on a West Call in the parking garage and I was devastated because what am, what am I going to do? My car is literally just crashed like... I couldn't, my, my door is just gone. And so is my back door too. Yeah. So I end up having to make an appointment uh, with this uh, auto repair company and they come in and they fix my door to where I can open and close it. Uh, the guy was like, uh, he's checking out my car to give me an estimate and he goes, hold on, hold on, I'll be right back. And he comes back out with a hammer and I'm like, what is he going to do? <laughs> and he, he opens up the back door, which unlatches the front door and he looks at it and then he just starts hitting it with the hammer and I was like, oh no, he's going to break the car. <laughs> And he closes it, like, three times. He's like, all right, yeah, they'll do it. And I was like, what? And he's like, for now, for now, for now. He'll yeah. close the door. It'll work for now. You can drive down to Miami. I was like, great, okay. So I told April to get a different, you know, ride. And uh, Thomas ended up coming with me. Well, what happened was I was put in limbo because I was going to buy a bus because I'm driving down. I'm driving down to Sarasota, right? I was going to take a bus down to Sarasota. I had already bought that ticket now I needed a ride back up and there were very few buses remaining on Red Coach which is the bus that I usually take up to FSU it got to the point where it ran out of tickets and this this was after Daniel said he was going to give me a ride up then I found out he gets in a crash then there are new tickets available at 2am in the morning do I take it then Daniel says I don't know maybe I can take you moral of the story is Daniel's driving to Sarasota right now to drop me <laughs> off and then he's going to Miami afterwards He's going to pick me up from West Palm Beach 
on Sunday morning because I will be at a family wedding till probably late in the evening. You're going to pick me up. We're going to drive up. Probably be upset because that's going to be less than 12 hours after we lose to UF in Gainesville. So, yeah. Uh, hey, you know, maybe maybe we won't lose to Gainesville. You know, I, I believe in <laughs> Odell Haggins. I believe in the man with the plan. You know, I, listen, listen. He's for an Odell. You got to give it to him. Give him give him a shot. I mean, seriously. Listen, he's no blooded. Oh, yeah. All gas, no brakes. He's got that garnet gold flowing through his veins, baby. Uh, you know, people, there's been a lot of talk lately about, you know, I feel like this is the third time we've talked about a facetious head coaching position, but it's such a big deal because it's the biggest job right now for college football we're in the, the home, we're in the home stretch now though because by the time we record this podcast coming up to Tallahassee next week it's a decision might be made it might be the day after that people are saying it could be within 24 to 72 hours after the UF game for the Seminoles and now it looks like we're starting to get some final candidates because we got Matt Campbell James Franklin being the big two people that um that are being talked about potentially Bob Stoops getting back into the mix we're not sure about that. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people close to Bob Soups. I mean, we had that journalist in Gainesville, as we said in an earlier podcast, who said he's not coming. Bet the ranch. Bet the ranch. Also, on Steve it. Spurrier, the ex-head coach at UF who never won a game in Tallahassee, <laughs> he also said that Bob Soups isn't coming. So a lot of people, you know, going behind that narrative. Obviously, there's pros and cons to the other two men. Matt Campbell, you know, he's built a winner at Iowa State, which is a program that had never won eight straight games three years in a row. That's something that he's done there. He's a young head coach. He's doing it in an actual conference against the Big 12, and he has a good record against top 25 teams. It seems like they upset somebody every year. It's almost like Iowa, right? Because when you face Iowa at Iowa, you're going to lose. lose. You're going to lose when you play play Iowa at home. So now the Cyclones are kind of emulating that. And then, obviously, James Franklin at Penn State. You got... I mean, come on. If if you know he came in after that whole Jerry Sandusky and there's all those allegations, Thomas and I were talking about this before, to turn around that program, and he was in contention to be a top... He was a top-four-ranked team this year until they lost. Um, and I would love him as our head coach because Penn State is always good. Um, exactly. So why not have him? Especially if, you know, there's been talks about him having, you know, some issues with the owner, with the president, or the, you know, the the people who run the football program, and if he's asking for a lot, who knows, if we can get him, and he's our head coach, I, I would love it, I'd be ecstatic. Now, this is the thing that's interesting to me, because this sounds very similar to two years ago, with Jimbo Fisher wanting to leave Florida State, because he was unhappy with the administration, right? because he felt they weren't paying him enough, they weren't spending enough on facilities and such. Now, how did we get to the point where we're the school, where we're the Texas A&M, who's willing to shell out this money to a coach who can win a national championship, when we had him in our backyard, in our offices, less than two years ago? I mean, I think it's also, you know, more point of, well, Jimbo did get paid, he got paid a lot of money for Texas A&M. No, I'm saying, yeah, but we weren't willing to pay that to him. Is right, right, yeah, and now we're in that situation. So, I mean, it would be a lot because he would have to, one, like our program enough to leave Penn State. And he's two, from Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, and he's from Pennsylvania, which is a huge plus for, for Penn to keep him there. Do we have the money to bring him in? We've spent so much. we spent nearly half our budget for football on just Willie Taggart, like, alone. <laughs> 
And this guy is just terrible, garbage, trash. Yeah. And now are we going to shell out the other half that we have for, like, where is all the other, how are we going to pay for everything else? That's my question, too, is do we have the money to get a big-time name like Franklin well, or like Bob Stoops? if boosters didn't exist, the answer is easily no, but they do exist. And President Thrasher, he sent out a letter, actually, to the boosters asking for... More money. Yeah, asking for more money, asking to make a pledge or like a, a one-time donation or a 20% increase Jeez. in donations to Florida State football as what they call sort of a renaissance project for the program. And honestly, a lot of this sounds like so overblown for me because I grew up a Miami fan and I grew up with a team that like that used to have success, right? They won five national championships, yeah. but they've been middling for the last 20 years. FSU just FSU isn't good for three years or like two years, <laughs> and they act as if like they lost a war or something. They're like, <laughs> we need to rebuild. Like, I don't know if we can get back to how we were before. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, it, yeah, it is, but I, also... I, liked, I like the sense of urgency, though. Like, don't let yourself fall further down the hole. Try to pick yourself back out. up. Yeah, of course. Also, the fact... I, I think FSU football is more of a... It's more of a priority for people in Tallahassee than UM football is for those who live in Miami. You have other... I'm sorry? Coral Gables. Oh, excuse me, Coral Gables. For the University of Coral Gables. Um, It's... (laughs) Yeah. yeah, uh, They they already lost to FIU. Yeah, it was something that I also like to talk about. Um, I don't. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to say it. UM lost to FIU. It's a... I've had a great weekend, guys. I'm just going to say that. Um, I mean, first, you know, on Friday, Thomas and I are watching the UF... UM game. Hey, UF isn't ranked in basketball. I you mean, were laughing for like a good I was, few minutes. Yeah, after you I mean, that. come on. Oh, we ranked number six. Uh, we have to check out the college basketball rankings, by the way. We do. Um, yeah, a great weekend. Great we were weekend. We're watching the FIU game. You know, I thought I was thinking about this uh, yesterday. It would have been a great social media thing if FIU had posted after the game the new Miami. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. That would have been huge. That would have been. That Watch been, out, uh, Palicia. Policia. Okay. Um, yeah, it... Policia. It, it would have... <laughs> it would have been, like... Oh, shit. I'm just going to break here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it, no, it would have been, like, Cincinnati against UCF, because Cincinnati upset UCF earlier in the year, and they posted that thing. On oh, you yeah, hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it, where it was after the whole, like, Disney intro for a movie. Yeah. It would have been something like that if they had done that. But, I mean, how many FIU fans are there in Miami? Because all the FIU graduates root for the University of Miami. So how many people were really happy other than Butch Davis? Right, yeah. And also another thing is maybe UM should have hired Butch Davis. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's what you get. That's what you get when you don't hire Butch Davis. You get I, beat by Butch Davis. Dude, I did not expect to talk about Butch Davis on this podcast, so kudos to FIU. Yeah, there, there you go, guys. You got us to talk about Butch Davis. Congratulations. So You really, I, you really took the week. They, they, they did. As, as we drive toward USF, yeah. and, and then later toward FIU, Daniel, it's, it's that time. It's that time of the year where we gather and honor the pilgrims and the Native Americans and how they joined together in 1620 in Plymouth Rock, Massachusetts, to have Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, boy. It's that time of year again. Yes, sir. Excited? Mike, am I excited? Are you kidding me? So, favorite Thanksgiving sides? Oh, my God. Okay, my aunt aunt makes this uh, sweet potato with, like, melted, uh, um, with this melted, uh, 
things. Like, what do you, what, what do you put in marshmallows on top? Uh, oh, my God. Potatoes and marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah. I know oh, exactly what you're oh. talking about. And then, uh, you know, you got to get the green beans. I love green beans. What? I love green beans. You can think of any side in the world and you go oh, and green stuffing. beans. Oh, and stuffing. That's where I was going to go. Because where does stuffing go for the rest of the year? That's... We only get stuffing one night a year. Yeah, it's true. We I do. don't feel very stuffed. <laughs> you aren't stuffed about the stuffing? No, I, I, I wish we were more stuffed. Because yeah. I, I find stuffing to be the best stuffing for the stuffing that goes inside the turkey. Now, let me tell you something, Daniel, because I'm not getting any stuffing this year. There will be no stuffing in the Martinez household. Why? Because we're getting some steaks. Oh, wow. It was uh, Victoria Martinez, my sister's imperative, to decide, hey, this year, no turkey, steaks. steaks. Wow. Big time. It's a power move. That is a power move. And I'm fine with it. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't care if it's Thanksgiving. I'd still rather have a great juicy steak over a turkey that's going to put me to sleep, Daniel. Yeah, it's true. Turkey does put you to sleep. You know what's crazy? You know what I heard? I was in my Spanish class. This is insane. We are sitting there, and my, my uh, Spanish professor, she was like, oh, so, you know, like, what are some weird Thanksgiving traditions you guys have? And this one girl, first off, she said, uh, yeah, I have a Thanksgiving breakfast. What? I was like, what? She goes, yeah, we just make everything the night before. We keep it in the oven, and then we just have it, we have it for breakfast. And we, she was like, so, my professor was, <laughs> my professor was like, so you have turkey and all of the sides for breakfast. For breakfast. She was like, yep. She was like, really? <laughs> she was like, yeah, yeah, we do. And she was like, so what do you do afterwards? She's like, oh, we just eat it throughout the day. What? That, that sounds terrible. That does sound terrible. That sounds awful. It's like, mm-mm-mm. It's 9.30 in the morning, time for some turkey and green beans and stuffing. Then, no. Dude, I'm excited for the day after, too. Oh, yeah. I know you want to buy a few things on Black I want to. What, what, what are you looking for? What are your eyes uh, targeted on for Black Friday? I've been, uh, this is, you know how Florida State football is going through a national search for its head coach? Yeah. I'm going through a national search for an addition <laughs> of NCAA 14 at a GameStop near you. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it is impossible to find an edition of NCAA 14 for the Xbox 360 for it to not be scratched and be under $60. Yeah. The only place you could buy it is at GameStop, which I haven't bought a game at in a while. So I've been looking on their website. I see there's a location in Tampa that we'll be driving through soon. Maybe we'll make a stop there. Now, here's the interesting thing. Because we saw that there was a location by your house, like 10 minutes from your house, like down at Cutler Bay, yeah, right? Yeah, Just down US 1. We saw that that's no longer an option. Somebody picked it up. Somebody was smart. They picked up the, that edition of NCAA 14. Here's the thing. There's a GameStop 10 minutes from the hotel I'm staying at in West Palm Beach. Do it. We get to West Palm Beach on Friday. We might want to go Black Friday shopping because, come on. Yeah. I might want to get AirPods. I don't know. I might be looking to spend some money. But at the end of the day, Daniel, if I don't come out with NCAA 14, I'm not going back to Tallahassee. (laughs) I will continue this search. Okay. But Uh, I will will have it within 72 hours after the UF game. Okay. All right. I like that. So I have a a timetable. I have a timetable. Now, can I get it done? Yeah, there you go. uh, We can do better podcast listeners. This is a code red. We are on a worldwide search for NCAA 14. If you know or if you have seen it in any of your GameStops, please let us know. You can email us at WCDBpod 
uh, or DM us on Instagram or Twitter. That was a plug. You've already heard it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know you're looking for NCAA 14. I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm going to spend any. Like, every, every, I feel like every Black Friday or Cyber Monday, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna buy something this year, and then I never buy anything. I mean, me too, but I actually have a job this year, so, like, I'll feel less bad about it. So, there's that. That's nice. But I don't know. I, you know what I'm excited about, though? What? Because we, we agreed to do this, like, less than two weeks ago. Spring break 2020. We will be coming at you live with an edition of the We Can Do Better podcast on the grounds of my family's cabin in the upper western corner of North Carolina. I'm so excited. I'm so excited also because, like, school's just been so stressful that I just want to chill. Yeah. You know? There's no place better to chill than at the cabin with our friend Shoria. We might have some friends join us. Yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be exciting. It's it's going to be a, a will the thrill, might I say. A will the thrill? Yep. Yep. That's what, they the call, thr- that's what they call Will Baron. I was, I, was I was about heard. to say, dude, did you hear what uh, Luka Doncic wanted his nickname to be? What? It was like swaggy LD or something. I don't. I was like, bro, just bro. just stick to basketball. Yeah, stick to yeah, stick to basketball. Don't. You know, you know who might not want to stick to basketball? Who? Kelly Olynyk. Oh. <laughs> the Miami Heat. Why is that? Because that man cannot make a three pointer to save his life. I think I've only seen Kelly. Okay, I feel like for all power forwards that are good shooters, that like we sign, I always see them play well for another team, and then they come here and then they just suck. Like, let me give you an example. Um, the, Josh McRoberts? Josh McRoberts. He played amazing in Charlotte, right? <laughs> Everybody's like, oh my god, this guy can handle it. He can shoot it. He comes here, trash. Keldy Olenek plays for Boston. He could spread the floor. He could put it on the floor, right? Comes here, trash. I think I've only seen him make, like, two threes in my entire life. Dude, playing put, some, put some respect on Duncan Robinson, though. Oh my god, Duncan Robinson? That man dropped, like, 28 points against, I think it was against the Bulls or something. Dude, or was he, it a game before that? He freaking he he waited his time on the bench. Yeah. He he was that Duncan Robinson is the definition of patience. Uh well that would probably be Udonis Haslam, but sure. That's true. But like also, I mean come on, like this guy was like he wears number fifty five. Who wears number fifty five? Jason Williams. I mean, yeah, okay. Who else wears number fifty five? Alright, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So I I mean, come on, we got such a young team, it's insane. We got blown out by Philly though. Yeah, dude, what happened against the Sixers? I, I honestly, I have no idea. We just played soft. We were soft. That was a, that was a terrible night for Miami sports. Because the Canes lost to FIU, and the Heat lost by, like, 40 points to the Sixers with 30 points. But yeah. they just couldn't make a shot the entire game. I think we were, like, 1 for 10 in that first half for 3. Yeah. It's terrible. That's awful. Also, Joel Embiid was just, like, putting it down. I mean, come on. Oh, oh, I think we played very well. Uh, you know, a Jimmy gone to the heat. I mean, we did lose him, but I think we played with a lot of shooters. I mean. Uh, yeah, that, he, he, that's what he sounds that like. That was a limited job. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. Give us some time. Um, oh, look at those cows. You know what I love about driving down uh, Florida's Highway? What? You see a bunch of cows all the time. Uh, that was a digression. But, um. Yeah, I, at the end of the day, we're still ranked third in the East. So, we're going to be a top-four team. Dude, how about Florida State basketball? Florida State basketball. Listen, I know we lost to Pitt in the first game on the road. This is the thing, though. I was talking to my cousin about this. I was like, we lost to Pitt. He was like, he was like Tommy, 
we lose to Pitt every year. That's true, we do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that doesn't matter. Like, our best year of all time, we lost to Pitt. We've lost, like, five straight road games to Pitt. Really? <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. That's insane. So it doesn't matter. We lost to Pitt, sure. It's, uh, it's, you know we're going to lose to Pitt every year. That's so random, though. But the team looks good. The team looks really good. We were playing Western Char- uh, Carolina. And for the first time in forever, it seems like we actually have competent centers. Yeah, yeah. Like, because, like, FSU has this thing where they go and they get the tallest freaking big men you can find out of the country, like, foreign big men, and we bring them in, but they're so uncoordinated that they never do anything well. I think Chris Kamaji had only played basketball for less than two years before coming to FSU. It literally seemed like so it. He, so I, he had to learn how to play basketball. They just, they were like, yeah, here's some scholarship. Learn how to play basketball. You're tall. So, Balsa Koprovica and Dominique <laughs> Olignicek. They're ballers. Putting up numbers for us. They're good. They're, they're strong, too. And they're, yeah, exactly. They're important players to have in the ACC because you're going to have those physical matchups where anybody can beat anybody. And to have two seven-footers who are both, like, 245-plus pounds of muscle, Yeah, it's good to have. Dude, by the way, you know who I saw on campus today? Who? I saw Balsa, I saw Koprovica, and I saw Patrick Williams. Hey. Yeah. That's they're, awesome. They're, they were walking out of uh, the Seminole Dining, the one by Sally. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That doesn't cool. really mean a lot to, to anybody else. listeners. Yeah. But, dude, how many miles until we... Oh, yeah, we got a 23 miles. 20, yeah, you're going to stay to your left. Okay. Just stay here. All right, I think, hey, I think we've gone through most of our talking points, honestly. I think we have, too. You know, uh, as we sit here driving, making a nice uh, slight left turn. Smooth left turn, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, got me thinking. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving break, you know? Take this week to relax, to think think back. Think about, you know, what are you thankful for? I know what I am. <laughs> I know what I'm thankful for. So, uh... Wait, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for, uh, the commentary of, uh, Miami Heat's Game 6 in the NBA playoffs in, uh, 2013. That's what I'm thankful for. Mike Breen? Mike Breen, yeah. Le- LeBron for three, won't go. Rebound goes to Bosch, back up to Allen, his three-pointer, bang. Tie game with five seconds remaining. What are you thankful for, Thomas? I am, you know who I'm thankful for? Who? Leonard Hamilton. Amen. I was thinking, <laughs> Daniel and I were thinking about, because FSU student section was kind of making like a, a, a like a return this year, and so they, they got cutouts of all the players and coaches <laughs> in the team, and they have one of Leonard Hamilton, we really want to steal it from the arena. So that's what I'm thankful for. <laughs> from all of us, we can do better. Headquarters, driving south on I-75. Hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Have a great one, guys. Bye-bye. Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound, Bosch. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Tie game! Remaining!